Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in Hyde, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw, well, you have to have a pretty good arm, but a stone's throw to the English Channel. We've got our Sankirtan heroes here from Wales, again, Hare Krishna, five of them, and with our um, supporter and protector and take her ca taking care of her uh, by dust project. <clears throat> Sorry I missed you last night but the day before was just too much. I, I just overdid it. Hare Krishna, forgive me. Hare Krishna. But now Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami prepares our hearts for hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam in a very wonderful way. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnadya Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvanduritaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadas Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manisadaka mad bhagya mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my great fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin. Adini Chochitakara Hanamun Chagadachin Mam Premna Ritkanta Yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the fourth, the twenty-fourth chapter of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. The Prachetas, the sons of Parchinabari, have uh, on, on their pilgrimage uh, have met Lord Shiva. And now we're going to hear the song sung by Lord Shiva. Starting with text 33. Lord Shiva addressed the Supreme Personality of Godhead with the following prayer. O Supreme Personality of Godhead, all glory is unto you. You are the most exalted of all self-realized souls. Since you are always auspicious for the self-realized, I, I, I wish that you be auspicious for me. You are the worshipable. You are the worshipable. I'm going to do the thing again because I stumbled. Lord Krishna addressed the Supreme Personality of Godhead with the following prayer. O Supreme Personality of Godhead, all glories unto you. 
you are the most exalted of all self-realized souls. Since you are always auspicious for the self-realized, I wish that you be auspicious for me. You are worshipable by virtue of the all-perfect instructions you give. You are the super-soul. Therefore, I offer my obeisance unto you as the supreme living being. Purport. As soon as a devotee is inspired by the Lord to offer the Lord a prayer, the devotee immediately glorifies the Lord in the beginning by saying, All glories unto you, my Lord. The Lord is glorified because He is considered to be the chief of all self-realized souls. As said in the Vedas, Kata Upanishad 2.2.13 Nityo Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam The Supreme Being, the Personality of Godhead, is the chief living being amongst all living beings. There are different kinds of individual living beings. Some of them are in this material world and some are in the spiritual world. Those who are in the spiritual world are, are known to be completely self-realized because on the spiritual platform the living entity is not forgetful of his service to the Lord. Therefore, in the spiritual world, all those who are in the devotional service of the Lord are eternally fixed, for they understand the position of the Supreme Being, as well as their individual constitution. Thus, amongst self-realized souls, the Lord is known as the perfectly self-realized soul. Nityo nityanam chaitanas chaitananam When the individual soul is fixed in his knowledge of the Lord as the Supreme Being, he actually becomes established in an all-auspicious position. Lord Shiva prays herein that his auspicious position continue eternally by virtue of the Lord's mercy upon him. The Supreme Lord is all-perfect, and the Lord instructs that one who worships Him also becomes perfect. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 15.15 Matak smritir jnanam apohanam cha The Lord is situated as the super-soul in everyone's heart, but He is so kind to His devotees that He gives them instructions by which they may, be, may continue to progress. When they receive instructions from the all-perfect, there is no chance of their being misled. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 10.10 Dadami Yogam Tang Yenamam Upayantite The Lord is always ready to give instructions to the pure devotee so that the devotee can advance further and further in devotional service. Since the Lord gives instructions as Sarvatma, the Supersoul, Lord Shiva offers him respect with the words Sarvasma Atmane Namaha. The individual soul is called Atma and the soul is also called Atma as well as Paramatma. The individual soul is called Atma and the Lord is also called Atma as well as Paramatma. Being situated in everyone's heart, the Lord is known as the Supreme Atma. Therefore, all obeisances are offered unto Him. In this regard, one may refer to the prayers of Queen Kunti, of Kunti in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.8.20 Tata Paramahamsanam Muninam Amalatmanam Bhakti Yoga Bidarnatam Katam Pashemit Histriyaha. The Lord is always ready to give instructions to the Paramahamsas, or the topmost devotees of the Lord, who are completely liberated from all contamination of the material world. The Lord always gives instructions to such exalted devotees to inform them how they can remain fixed in devotional service. Similarly, 
It is stated in the Atmarama verse, Bhagavatam 1.7.10, Atmaramas Chamuneyo, Nirgranta Apyum Rukrume, Kurvantyahaitukim Bhaktim, Itam Bhuta Guno Harihi. The word Atmarama refers to those who are not interested in the material world, but are simply engaged in spiritual realization. Such self-realized persons are generally considered in two categories, impersonal and personal. However, impersonalists also become devotees when they are attracted by the personal, transcendental qualities of the Lord. The conclusion is that Lord Shiva wanted to remain a fixed devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev. As explained in the following verses, Lord Shiva never desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord like the impersonalists. Rather, he thinks that it would be good fortune for him to continue to be fixed in the understanding of the Lord as the Supreme Being. By this understanding, one realizes that all living entities, including Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and other demigods are servants of the Supreme Lord. <coughs> Text 34 mm. My Lord, you are the origin of the creation by virtue of the lotus flower that sprouts from your navel. You are the supreme controller of the senses and the sense objects and you are also the, the all-pervading Vasudeva. You are most peaceful and because of your self-illuminated existence, you are not disturbed by the six kinds of transformations. Purport. The Lord is, the Lord as Garbhodakashayi Vishnu lies in the ocean of Garbha within this universe and from his navel the lotus flower sprouts. Lord Brahma is generated from that lotus flower and from Lord Brahma the creation of this material world begins. As such, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Garbhodakashayi Vishnu, is the origin of the material senses and sense objects. Since Lord Shiva considers himself to be one of the products of the material world, his senses are under the control of the Supreme Controller, of the Supreme Creator, excuse me. The Supreme Lord is also known as Rishikesha, Master of the Senses, which indicates that our senses and sense objects are formed by the Supreme Lord. As such, He can control our senses and out of His mercy engage them in the service of the Master of the Senses. In the conditioned state, the living entity struggles in this material world and engages his senses for material satisfaction. However, if the living entity is graced by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he can engage these very senses in the service of the Lord. Lord Shiva desires not to be misled by the material senses, but to engage always in the service of the Lord, without being subject to contamination by materialistic influences. By the grace and help of Lord Vasudeva, who is all-pervading, one can engage his senses in devotional service without deviation, just as the Lord acts without deviation. The words Shantaya Kutastaya Sarochise are very significant. Although the Lord is within this material world, He is not disturbed by the waves of material existence. However, conditioned souls are agitated by six kinds of transformations. Namely, they become agitated when they are hungry, when they are thirsty, when they are aggrieved, when they are illusioned, when they grow old, and when they are on the deathbed. Although conditioned souls 
become very easily illusioned by these conditions in the material world. The Supreme Personality of Godhead as the Supersoul, Vasudeva, is never agitated by these transformations. Therefore it is said here, Kutastaya, that he is always peaceful and devoid of agitation because of his prowess, which is described here as Swarochise, indicating that he is illuminated by his own transcendental position. In other words, the individual soul, although within the illumination of the Supreme, sometimes falls down from that illumination because of his tiny position. And when he falls down, he enters into material, conditional life. The Lord, however, is not subject to such conditioning. Therefore, he is described as self-illuminated. Consequently, any conditioned soul within this material universe can remain completely perfect when he is under the protection of Vasudeva or when he is engaged in devotional service. Text 35 My dear Lord, you are the origin of the subtle material ingredients, the master of all integration, as well as the master of all disintegration, the predominating deity named Sankarsana, and the master of all intelligence, known as the predominating deity, Prajumna. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisances <coughs> unto you. Purport. The whole universe is maintained by the integrating power of the Supreme Whole, <coughs> who is known in that capacity by the name Sankarsana. The material scientists have, may have discovered the law of gravity, which maintains the integration of objects within the material energy. Yet the master of all integration can create devastation by the disintegrating blazing fire emanating from his mouth. A description of this can be found in the 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, wherein the universal form of the Lord is described. The master of disintegrating the, the, the master of inti, in, integration is also the, the, oh, the master of integration is also the destroyer of this world by virtue of his disintegrating energy. Sankarsana is the master of integration and disintegration, whereas Prajumna, another feature of Lord Vasudeva, is responsible for universal growth and maintenance. The word sukshmaya is significant because within this material body, within this gross material body, there are subtle material bodies, namely mind, intelligence, and ego. The Lord, in His different features, Vasudeva, Aniruddha, Prajuna, <coughs> and Sankarsana, maintains both the gross and subtle material elements of this world. As mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, the gross material elements are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And the subtle material elements are mind, intelligence, and ego. All of them are controlled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead as Vasudeva, Sankarsana, Prajumna, and Aniruddha. And this will be further explained in the following verse. Text 36. My Lord, as the supreme directing deity known as Aniruddha, you are the master of the senses and the mind. I therefore offer my obeisances unto you again and again. You are known as Ananta as well as Sankarsana because of your ability to destroy the whole creation by the blazing fire from your mouth. Purport. Rishi Keshen Mane. The mind is the director of the senses, and Lord Aniruddha is the director of the mind. In order to execute devotional service, 
one has to fix his mind on the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, Lord Shiva prays to the controller of the mind, Lord Aniruddha, to be pleased to help him engage his mind on the lotus feet of the Lord. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.34 Manmana Babamat Bhakto Majaji Mam Namaskuru The mind has to be engaged in meditation on the lotus feet of the Lord in order to execute devotional service. It is also stated in Bhagavad Gita 15.15 Matak Smritir Jnanam Apohanamcha From the Lord come remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness. Thus, if Lord Aniruddha is pleased, he can help the mind engage in the service of the Lord. It is also indicated in this verse that Lord Aniruddha is the sun god by virtue of his expansions. Since the predominating deity of the sun is an expansion of Lord Aniruddha, Lord Shiva also prays to the sun god in this verse. Lord Krishna, by his quadruple expansion, Vasudeva, Sankarsana, Prajumna, and Aniruddha, is the Lord of psychic action, namely thinking, feeling, willing, and acting. Lord Shiva prays to Lord Aniruddha as the sun god, who is the controlling deity of the external material elements, which constitute the construction of the material body. According to Srila Vishwanath, Chakravarti Thakur, the word Paramahamsa is, an, is also another name for the sun god. The sun god is addressed herein as Nirbhritatmane. Nirbhritatmane, which indicates that he, that he always maintains the various planets by manipulating the rainfall. The sun god evaporates water from the seas and oceans and then forms the water into clouds and distributes it over the land. Over land. When there is sufficient rainfall, grains are produced and these grains maintain living entities in each and every planet. The sun god is also addressed herein as purna or complete because the rays emanating from the sun have no end. For millions and millions of years since the creation of this universe, the sun god has been supplying heat and light without diminution. The word paramahamsa is applied to persons who are completely cleansed. When there is sufficient sunshine, the mind remains clear and transparent. In other words, the sun god helps the mind of your living entity to become situated on the platform of Paramahamsa. Thus, Lord Shiva prays to Aniruddha to be kind upon him so that his mind will always be in the perfect state of cleanliness and will be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. Just as fire sterilizes all unclean things, the sun god also keeps everything sterilized, especially dirty things within the mind, thus enabling one to attain elevation to the platform of spiritual understanding. Text 37 My Lord, O Aniruddha, you are the authority by which the doors of the higher planetary systems and liberation are opened. You are always within the pure heart of the living entity. Therefore, I offer my obeisances unto you. You are the possessor of semen, which is like gold, and thus, in the form of fire, you help the Vedic sacrifices, beginning with Chaturhotra. Therefore, I offer my obeisances unto you. Purport The word Svarga indicates a position in the higher or heavenly, heavenly planetary systems and the word apavarga means liberation. Those who are attached to the karma kandya 
activities described in the Vedas are actually entangled in the three modes of material nature. The Bhagavad Gita therefore says that one should be above the dominion of fruitive activities. There are different kinds of liberation or mukti. The best mukti is engagement in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord. Not only does Lord Aniruddha help fruitive actors by elevating them to the higher planetary systems, but he also helps the devotee engage in devotional service by dint of his inexhaustible energy. Just as heat is the source of material energy, the inspiration of Lord Aniruddha is the energy by which one can engage in executing devotional service. Text 38 <clears throat> My Lord, you are the provider of the Pitrilokas as well as all the demigods. You are the predominating deity of the moon and the master of all three Vedas. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you because you are the original source of satisfaction for all living entities. Purport When a living entity is born within this material world, especially as a human being, he has several obligations unto the demigods, unto the saintly persons, and under living entities in gen- unto living entities in general. As enjoined in the Shastras, Devarshi Bhutapta Nrinam Pritrinam, Bhagavatam 11.5.41. Thus one has an obligation to one's forefathers, the previous hierarchy. Lord Shiva prays to Lord Aniruddha to give him strength so he can become free from all obligation to the Pitas, demigods general living entities and saintly persons and completely engage himself in the devotional service of the Lord. As stated, Devarshi Bhutapta Nrinam Pritinam Nakinkado Nayam Rini Sarajan Sarvatmana Yak Sharanam Sharanyam Kato Mukundam Parihrityakartam One becomes free from all obligations to the demigods, saintly persons, pitas, ancient forefathers, and so on, if one is completely engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. Lord Shiva therefore prays to Lord Aniruddha to give him strength so that he can be free from such obligations and entirely engage in the Lord's service. Soma, or the predominating deity of the moon, is responsible for the living entity's ability to relish the taste of food through the tongue. Lord Shiva prays to Lord Aniruddha to give him strength so that he will not taste anything but the prasad of the Lord. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has sung a verse indicating that the tongue is the most formidable enemy among all the senses. If one can control the tongue, he can easily control the other senses. The tongue can be controlled only by eating prasad offered to the deity. Lord Shiva's prayer to Lord Aniruddha is meant for this purpose. Tripati Daya Tripti Daya He prays to Lord Aniruddha to help him be satisfied by eating only prasad offered to the Lord. Text 39 My dear Lord, you are the gigantic universal form which contains all the individual bodies of the living entities. You are the maintainer of the three worlds and as such you maintain the mind, senses, body, an air of life within them. I therefore offer my respectful obeisances 
unto you. Purport. As as the individual body of the living entity is composed of millions of cells, germs, and microbes, the universal body of the Supreme Lord similarly contains all the individual bodies of the living entities. Lord Shiva is offering his obeisances to the universal body, which includes all other bodies, so that everyone's body may be fully engaged in devotional service. Since this individual body is composed of senses, all the senses should be engaged in devotional service. For instance, the smelling instrument, the nose, can engage in smelling the flowers offered to the lotus feet of the Lord. The hands can engage in cleansing the temple of the Lord, and so on. Indeed, being the life heir of every living entity, the Lord is the maintainer of the three worlds. Consequently, He can induce every living entity to engage in His real life's duty with full bodily and mental strength. Thus, every living entity should serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead by His prana, life, artha, wealth, intelligence, and words. As stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.22.35 Itavaj janma sapalyam sapalyam dehinam iha dehishu pranaya artaya diya bhacha shreya acharanam sada Even though one may desire to engage in the service of the Lord without sanction, one cannot do so. Lord Shiva is offering his prayers in so many different ways in order to show living entities how to engage in the devotional service of the Lord. Text 40 My dear Lord, by expanding your transcendental vibrations, you reveal the actual meaning of everything. You are the all-pervading sky within and without and you are the ultimate goal of pious activities, executed both within this material world and beyond it. I therefore offer my respectful obeisances again and again unto you. Purport Vedic evidence is called Shabda Brahma. There are many things which are beyond the perception of our imperfect senses, Yet the authoritative evidence of sound vibration is perfect. The Vedas are known as Shabda Brahma because evidence taken from the Vedas constitutes the ultimate understanding. This is because Shabda Brahma, or the Vedas, represents the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, the real essence of Shabda Brahma is the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. By, bright, by, bright, by, by vibrating this transcendental sound, the meaning of everything, both material and spiritual, is revealed. This Hare Krishna is non-different from the Personality of Godhead. The meaning of everything is received through, through the air, through sound vibration. The vibration may be material or spiritual, but without sound vibration, no one can understand the meaning of anything. In the Vedas it is said, Antar bahis chatat sarvam vyapya narayana kstitaha. Narayana is all-pervading, and he exists both within and without. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 1334 O son of Bharat, as the sun alone illuminates all this universe, so do the living entity and the super-soul illuminate the entire body by consciousness. 
In other words, the consciousness of both the soul and super-soul is all-pervading. The limited consciousness of the living entity is pervading the entire material body and the supreme consciousness of the Lord is pervading the entire universe. Because the soul is present within the body, consciousness pervades the entire body. Similarly, because the supreme soul or Krishna is present within this universe, everything is working in order. Maya Jakshena Prakriti Suyate Sacharachadam. This material nature is working under my direction, O son of Kunti, and is producing all moving and unmoving beings. Bhagavad Gita 9.10 Lord Shiva is therefore praying to the personality of Godhead to be kind to us, so that simply by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, we can understand everything in both the material and spiritual worlds. The word Amushtmai is significant in this regard because it indicates the best target one can aim for after attaining the higher planetary systems. Those who are engaged in fruitive activities, karmis, attain the higher planetary systems as a result of their past activities. And the jnanis who seek unification or a monistic merging with the effulgence of the Supreme Lord also attain their desired end. But in the ultimate issue, the devotees who desire to personally associate with the Lord are promoted to the Vaikuntha Lokas or Goloka Vrindavan. The Lord is described in Bhagavad Gita as Pavitra Pavitra Paramam. Pavitra Paramam. The Supreme Pure. Pavitram Paramam. The Supreme Pure. This is also confirmed in this verse. Chukadev Goswami has stated that the cowherd boys who played with Lord Krishna were not ordinary living entities. Only, by, only after accumulating many pious activities in various births does one get the opportunity to personally associate with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Since only the pure can reach Him, He is the Supreme Pure Hare Krishna. So that takes us to 7.44, almost 7.45. We'll stop there for tonight's reading. And start tomorrow night from text 41. And we'll patiently wait for the reflections of the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna. Gopal Roy is going to start us off. Okay. Thank you, Mars. Thank you for the reading. Shoot. Um, one of the things that struck me was just the, I guess, the contrast between how much, um, I guess, different aspects of the Supreme are being described here and different, um, you know, the, the source of all the living entities undisturbed by... Um, birth, death, old age, disease, things like that. And how, as listing earlier, but you know, there's different philosophers today that are putting forward different speculative ideas of what the Supreme is. And there's other there's there's just no other literature out there which even approaches describing the Supreme like uh like the Bhagavatam. I was appreciating the point just now how the Shabda Pramanam, the hearing and uh, just how much how much hearing has just how you can get so much more knowledge through hearing than you can through any other sense and um, those are just some little we get real knowledge yeah. everyone gets knowledge whether it's material or spiritual by hearing you know you ever thought about it when you were a kid learning your, your language 
how did you do that? There was no, you know, whiteboard with diagrams and, you know, grammar and this and that. You just learned it by hearing. By imitating, by hearing, you learn. And I thought the important point, to your point, is that when the Shabda Brahma is heard through the Mahamantra, then you get all knowledge just by hearing the mm. Mahamantra. It reveals the knowledge. In other words, the knowledge is there in the heart. It's not something that has to be put from outside to inside. It's already there and it has to be awakened, that's all. Mm. And the sound that awakens it is the Bhagavatam, but especially the Hare Krishna Mantra. Mm. Which, if you think about it, it's the supreme mystic process. For one sound to be able to enlighten a person and give all knowledge is mystical. And we all know it. We're chanting Hare Krishna regularly every day. When we meet people, we see where they're at, what they understand, what they don't understand, where they're going, how little they understand of anything, even where they're going, what the purpose of life is, zip. And just by our chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, uh, we're understanding so many things. That's a fact. Because it's there already in the heart, Hare Krishna. Ranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading. Um, I had a question, but um, I think you pretty much answered it just now. Mm. Um, I was just thinking that um, what we heard tonight is uh, quite, quite overwhelming information about the Supreme Lord um, and uh, mm. how we can be, um, um, you know, addressed, like Gopal said, through different know expansions and so on and um, I was feeling a bit trying to understand it with just a material mind how the Lord is transcendental it's like looking at the Sun without sunglasses it's like very uh, even painful <laughs> because we just uh, try to figure figure things out uh, on our own and uh, well yeah the question I, I was gonna ask was um, if it's the case for uh, myself, who is just attempting to chant the mantra every day, uh, how can the people in general uh, be able to understand these purports? Uh, by you explaining it to them. Through the sound that comes out of your mouth, after having understood it, with the experience you get from distributing books to the people out there in the streets, then you can explain it. But even if they don't understand it, just by their hearing the sound, they get something. They, they get something that's beyond their normal day-to-day -day life. They haven't experienced, even if they're not aware of it. And some of them are, many of them are, you know. Because the Hare Krishna mantra, whether we can perceive it or not, is not different than Krishna. Mahan mantra is chintamani, it's, it's pure spiritual energy. Nama chintamani krishnas chaitanya rasa vigraha. It's the form of rasa, it's the form of taste, of a real taste, spiritual taste. Shudo puna nitya mukta, always full and always liberated, always pure and always liberated. And binatvam namanamino, it's non different than Krishna. So you may not be able to perceive it, but when a person chants Hare Krishna, even he's walking down the street and he just hears the Hare Na, the holy name, he's he's touching Krishna, he's he's associating with Krishna. So whether they can understand it or not, or perceive it or not, they get something. And then the more they hear, over lifetimes and lifetimes, even if it's just casually, you know, like that, or hearing a harmony, or walking by, or something, gradually, inside, they become qualified to be able to understand and see, search for something more than just a gross, material, sensual experience. 
and mental experience. That's the process. And of course the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, especially the Bhagavad Gita, puts it into a sound organized in such a way that makes it more accessible. But at the end, the holy name is, is full, is Krishna. Also. This is a little difficult for a materialistic mind to understand. You know, because we're not used to thinking in lateral terms. You know, how something can be the same as something else. How a sound of something can be the exact same thing as the object that, it, that it's describing. Because here it's not the same. I drink my tea so that I can talk. And, and if I just go tea, 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 it does nothing. Because it's different. The sound is different than the object. But in the spiritual world, and anything connected with Krishna is like that. It's absolute. Therefore, keep chanting Hare Krishna. No matter what else, ever else you do, no matter what your mind tells you, no matter what your senses tell you, and eventually, you'll get it. You already have it. It's just that you'll be given the intelligence and the spiritual senses to see it, to perceive it. Then you can become happy and free from fear, secure, peaceful. Hare Krishna. Daitya Haridas. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks very much for tonight's reading. Um, there was one point I really liked <coughs> in one of the purports. It was saying, um, the whole universe is maintained by the integrating power of the Supreme Lord, who is known in that capacity by the name Sankarshan. The material scientists may have discovered the law of gravity, which maintains the integration of objects within the material energy, yet the master of all integration can create a devastation by the disintegrating blazing fire emanating from his mouth. I'm just, just reading that, I was just thinking... Um, just the importance of understanding uh, the principle of behind every law there being a lawmaker and also the fact as well that there might be so many uh, like very intelligent material scientists in the world but like a ver even a very simple devotee just by accepting what they hear here already surpasses the knowledge of a very nice point. That that's a wonderful point. Thinking. Thank you very much. We missed you when you were in India. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't hear your reflections. I very nice. I was also wondering, just a, a quick question as well, because um, we obviously understand that the Bhagavatam is non-different from Krishna. Mm. And so everything that we hear in the Bhagavatam is Krishna in, mm. in that sense. But at the same time... Um, so, like Lord Shiva is a very advanced devotee, and you can he you can hear that his, you see that his prayers are full of meaning and full of personal realization when he speaks them. Mm. But then, say later on in the Bhagavatam, you've got prayers by Daksha, the Purusha Shukta prayers, and they're very nicely mm. uh, recited mm. and explained. But maybe he's not he's not on the same level of realization or intention mm. as Lord Shiva. Mm. So my question was: Is there any distinction between these two? Uh, sets of prayers in terms of the potency that they have when we hear them? Or, uh, is that they, all, they all point to Krishna. Mm. Everything in the Bhagavatam points to Krishna. But sometimes the descriptions are of something that you shouldn't do that will take you away from Krishna. Like Daksha, he saw Krishna face to face but because he was very, very attached materially. You have to be if you're going to be that, the chief Karmakandi the organizer of the sacrifices for the universe, you become attached to the opulences and to the position and to the respect and all those things that you get, the knowledge that you have. So the, the sacrifice is still, the process of sacrifice takes you toward Krishna. So everything in the Bhagavatam takes us toward Krishna and shows us what not to do and what to do in order to attain him. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much.
Bhaktam Peter. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you for tonight's reading. Thank you for being here. Um, my only little reflection was that the purport of uh, text 39 reminded mm. me of the prayer by Maharaj Ambrisha. Um, just the bit in the purport where it says, since the individual body is composed of senses, all the senses should be engaged in devotional service. And I really like this prayer, so I was wondering if I could read it out. Oh, please. Be our guest. Maharaj Ambrisha always engaged his mind in meditating mm. upon the lotus feet of Krishna. His words in describing the glories of the Lord, his hands in cleansing the Lord's temple, and his ears in hearing the words spoken by Krishna or about Krishna. He engaged his eyes in seeing the deity of Krishna, Krishna's temple and Krishna's places like Mathura and Vrindavan. He engaged his senses of touch in touching the bodies of the Lord's devotees. He engaged his sense of smell in smelling the fragrance of Tulasi offered to the Lord. And he engaged his tongue in the tasting of the Lord's prasad. <coughs> he engaged his legs in walking to the holy places and temples of the Lord, his head in bowing down before the Lord, and all his desires in serving the Lord 24 hours a day. Indeed, Maharaj Ambrisha never desired anything for his own sense gratification. He, <coughs> he engaged all his senses in devotional service in various engagements related to the Lord. This is the way to increase attachment for the Lord and be completely free from all material desires. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That really says it all. Pure devotional service. How it engages us. And where where was he? Just in some little Welsh town today Just see. Pictures of people. What advice you seek to say? The more you show, the more you sell. One of the, the first law. The more you show, the more you should sell. This is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Ho. Thank you for your daily reading service, dear Maharaj. The matchless gift. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Jaguar Maharaj. Looking forward to hear the song sung by Lord Shiva. Oh, yes. Anyone who wants to wonder who Shiva is just have to listen to this song. There's so many arguments, you know, between the Vaishnavites and the Shaivites and the. In, in, especially in South India. But uh, it, let's. let's Listen to Shiva speak for himself. Let him talk for himself. And we find out who is who. Hare Krishna. This is from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I am happy to see you again. Thank you so much for today's readings of Sri the Prabhupada's books. Today I heard, quote, Consequently, any conditioned soul within this material universe can remain completely perfect when he is under the protection of Vasudev or when he is engaged in devotional service. Unquote. That's why I want to come to this stage, which I only have desire for asking devotional service unto the lotus feet of the devotees and Guru and Lord Krishna. Although I, still I am contaminated with many material desires to be praised by someone. <laughs> Yesterday, one Bhagavad Gita, one Krishna book, one Prabhupada Lilamrita, and one small book. 
the day before yesterday. One Bhagavad Gita, one Krishna book and small books distributed in lunch and after duty. Every so she day. works and then during her lunch she distributes books and when she gets off work, you know, going home, she distributes books every day. So nice. Every day I am experiencing new during distribution. Yes. Thank you so much for your encouragement, Om Tat Sat. Well, Hare Krishna, thanks a lot. Om Tat Sat, thanks a lot. You're giving everyone a good example, inspiration. Hare Bo. She says also, It is also nice to hear, even though one may desire to engage in the service of the Lord, without sanction one cannot do so. Mm. Thank you so much. Yes, this this com it, it touches on the definition of devotional service because it has to be done the way Krishna wants it to be done. It has to be done, therefore, according to authority. It has to be authorized. It's not that you can do just whatever you want to do, you know, and that not, not that isn't necessarily pure devotional service. Thank you very much for that. Hare Krishna. And this is from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to the transcendental teacher, Srila Prabhupada. Mm. One nice little point which I picked up tonight is this in Srimad Bhagavatam 420-436. The word Paramahamsa is applied to persons who are completely cleansed. When there is sufficient sunshine, the mind remains clear and transparent. In other words, the sun god helps the mind of the living entity to become situated on the platform of Paramahamsa. Thus Lord Shiva prays to Aniruddha to be kind upon him, so that his mind will always be in the perfect state of cleanliness and will be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. I like Sri the Prabhupada's simple point that with sufficient sunshine the mind remains clear and transparent. I hope to remember that next time my mind troubles me that I need to get outside. <laughs> yes, that's right. Very nice. Go chant Hare Krishna in the sun. <laughs> also, I noted in Srimad Bhagavatam 424.34, the stark description of the six transformations in which conditioned souls get agitated. Mm. I quote, However, conditioned souls are agitated by six kinds of transformations. Namely, they become agitated when they are hungry, they become agitated uh, when they are thirsty, when they are aggrieved, when they are illusioned, when they grow old, and when they are on the deathbed. End quote. That sums it up so nicely, the troubles we go through. I am grateful to Sri the Prabhupada for his illuminations on life, both spiritual and material. Thank you very much, Sri. And also, as we say every day in the prayers by Sanatana Goswami, the Bhagavatam is the sun that's risen in the darkness of Kali. So even if there's clouds in the sky, you can't see the sun. Bhagavatam is there. That's the sun that has risen in the darkness of Kali to illuminate us in transcendental knowledge. Hare Krishna. Shradanjali says Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Shradanjali. Hare Bo. This hmm. is the better half of Kalachanji, who is on the panel of the, the editorial revisions panel that I'm on. His, we're, good, we're good friends. He's the half-brother of Tamal Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Shadanjali. Shadanjali. Oh, this is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Among many gems, two stood out to me. Quote, 424.34 The Supreme Lord is also known as Hrishikesh, Master of the senses, which indicates that our senses and sense objects are formed by the Supreme Lord. As such, he can control our senses and out of his mercy engage them in the service of the Master of the senses. In the conditioned state, the living entity struggles in this material world 
and engages his senses from material satisfaction. However, if the living entity is graced by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he can engage these very senses in the service of the Lord. And 4.20.4.36 Hrishi Keshendriyatmane The mind is the director of the senses, and Lord Aniruddha is the director of the mind. In order to execute devotional service, one has to fix his mind on the lotus feet of Krishna. Mm. Therefore, Lord Shiva prays to the controller of the mind, Lord Aniruddha, to be pleased to help him engage his mind on the lotus feet of the Lord. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.34, Man mana bhavamad bhakto madhyaji man namaskuru. The mind has to be engaged in meditation on the lotus feet of the Lord in order to execute devotional service. It is also stated in Bhagavad Gita 15.15, Mantasmitir Gyanam Apohanancha. From the Lord come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. Thus, if Lord Aniruddha is pleased, he can help the mind engage in the service of the Lord. Unquote. I was listening to one of the classes by a senior devotee who lives in Vrindavan and disciple of His Holiness Bhakti Tircha Swami Maharaj. He was suggesting before we sit down to chant in the morning, he suggested to recite these prayers and meditate to Lord Aniruddha so that we can fully hear and concentrate on the Maha Mantra. He was suggesting that this is on top of the Panchatattva Mantra. <laughs> Daily readings, Kijo. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Ocean of knowledge. Ocean. He says, thank you for giving us the sunlight of Srimad Bhagavatam daily. Hare Krishna. I'm just a peon, that's all. Just delivering the mail, that's all. And this is from Bhakti Rupa? Yes, Bhakti Rupa. He says, thank you for your, your sound vibrations, Maharaj. <laughs> it's amazing hearing the discussion about the power of spiritual sound. I read today elsewhere in the Bhagavatam in prayers of Brahma for creation that devotees smell the Lord's lotus feet through the ears. Mm. I took it to be a poetic description at the time, but hearing you speak makes me wonder that it might be possible to actually smell through the ears by the potency of Shabda Brahman. Well, the spiritual body is like that. The spiritual body can... Uh, all the senses of the spiritual body can perform the action of all the other senses. This is called the sharing of Krishna's potency and opulence that he that he, he shares with those who become eligible to go back to him and be close to him and, and live with him. He shares his potencies. Of course, we only get a little bit of it, but just a little bit of it is more than we can even imagine. Hare Krishna. This is from Koladvipati. Yes, Koladvipati. Hare Krishna Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Appreciating such wonderful prayers, Lord Shiva is offering. My dear Lord, by expanding your transcendental vibrations, you reveal the actual meaning of everything. You are worshipable by virtue of all the perfect instructions you give. Sorry, that was a quote. Uh, there is no chance of being misled by following the Lord's instructions. Mm. Appreciating how all perfect the instructions the Lord gives through the parampara and simply by following it leads to all success. Really liked how Prabhupada explains. Quote, when the individual soul is fixed in his knowledge of the Lord as the Supreme Being, he actually becomes established in an all-auspicious position. Unquote. Could you explain what Prabhupada means when he says, Lord Shiva prays to Lord Aniruddha as the sun god? What is the connection between them? Aniruddha is the sun god as an expansion of Aniruddha. 
these are different there's different different parts of the universe expand through different expansions of Krishna and Aniruddha is uh, the mind comes from him or he's the presumptive deity rather of the mind and he's also uh, the, the sun the uh, god or Surya Narayan is also an expansion of Aniruddha and because Krishna is the source of all these expansions he's the source of, of everything so this is just giving details of how his energies expand and how his personality expands in order to uh, give us everything and so therefore if we're Krishna conscious fully Krishna conscious we'll, we'll be conscious of the fact that everything that we see and touch and smell and taste and hear they're all transformations of Krishna's energy that way a devotee can see Krishna everywhere inside and outside the yogis look inside and the devotee sees inside and outside it takes practice practice makes perfect as they say as of now this is the last comment Okay, Rati. Yesterday we went on Harinam in Amsterdam in the evening, dancing in the streets with Parivida Prabhu in the lead. It was wonderful. Many people joined us spontaneously in dancing and chanting with us. The devotees were completely in bliss. Tomorrow we will again go out into the countryside of Holland to a smaller town and bring the holy names to the people there. To serve Sri Harinam Prabhu is a blessed life. Thank you, Sri Prabhupada. It is real life. It is life. Hare Krishna. Thank you for that. And uh, thanks everyone for their reflections as usual. It's just what Prabhupada wanted us to do to read these books, to take the gems that are there in his purports, take them out and look at them and appreciate them from different angles. This is what he wanted. And if we keep doing this, everything will remain clear. And as soon as we stop doing this, things become cloudy. So with sufficient and proper hearing and chanting of these books and the association of Vaishnavas, we stay completely safe. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Lord Shiva is going to continue to offer his wonderful prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead to prove that he's a devotee of the Lord. See you tomorrow. Haribo.